Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Chris. That's Shan. And welcome to CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And today we are heading to Pop 101 class and learning about the fantastic British girl group, Little Mix. If you're wondering who we are, Chris and I have a huge range of experience in the music industry from performing on stage and recording in the studio to working with artist management and record labels. So we analyze artists and their discography from both the creative and business angles. And if you've made it this far, please subscribe to our channel, give us a like, or for our listeners, a rating and review on your preferred podcast platform would be very much appreciated. Yes, it would. All right. So before we get into it, do you like Mm -hmm. Little Mix? Oh, yes, I do. I actually came to find out about the group in 2014. So I was a little late to the party um, during my time in an acapella barbershop harmony class. Um, you know, that's how I came to find out about mm-hmm. them. So as the umpteenth alto in the group, I was singing like the, the, the bass line of the song called Wings. And I thought, oh, this song is kind of funky. I didn't like the girl who was singing late. I was like, I need to hear the original. Um, so <laughs> found them and I was like, whoa, they were doing for me what you know, American girl groups weren't doing for me at the time. So mm-hmm. I was super, super fond of them right from the jump. Um, and eventually Jesse and Jay did become favorites of mine, even though Perry and Leanne are absolutely awesome. I do remember being like, oh, I liked two Jay girls. Um, and secretly I've always wanted to perform with them. So, you know, just bucket list goals one day. What mm-hmm. about you? <laughs> yeah, I really like Little Mix. I mean, I love girl groups and they came at such a great time. You know, the Saturdays are kind of winding down and, and right. we, the UK needed a new one. And so their timing mm-hmm. with the X Factor was just perfect. And I did watch their whole season um, mm-hmm. and I've seen them live a few times as well. So, yeah, I've been a supporter for a while and uh, I just it's such a shame that they're still so criminally underrated here in the US, mm-hmm. um, but the rest of the world knows what's up. You know, for sure. So for it, it's, sure. it's pretty amazing that a girl group that has been active for 10 years, you know, mm-hmm. is still so successful yeah. and still and their music has stayed really great. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's great. It's great to have have a, a girl group that's still active right now. Yeah. <laughs> and if you are excited about this girl group or if you're new to Little Mix, which would be crazy at this point. It's all good because we have created playlists for you to follow along on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. And if you want to listen to the full tracks or watch the music video, the links are below in the description. So let's get started. Class is in session. So Little Mix is a British girl group formed in 2011 during the eighth season of the reality competition series, The X Factor in the UK. And the four members, Perry, Jade, Leanne, and Jesse, auditioned separately as solo artists and did not know each other. But after being eliminated in earlier rounds, the queen, Kelly Rowland, of Destiny's Child, felt the potential and suggested that the four women form a group, which they would initially call Rhythmics. And this name was actually trademarked um, by some other artist or, or brand. So during the live rounds of this competition, the group had to change their name to Little Mix. So 
let's talk about just their performances, I guess, on the show. Because mm-hmm. I think you could tell even from the very beginning, the potential. Like, it, they weren't yeah. great. I, I think the first live performance was <laughs> super bass. And it was uh, yeah. a little rough. But you could feel the potential for sure. wasn't just like I'm going to be the main star of this performance like it was like how can we make this sound as good enough for girls we don't we don't know each other so how can we prove that we are taking this seriously and that we take each other seriously Perry has this powerhouse kind of vocal like a Stephen Perry um and Jade is this bright kind of soaring vocalist Leanne is a lyrical soprano with a very emotional delivery and occasional rapper and then Jesse has like this breathy contralto with a very distinct vibrato mm-hmm. so it's like how do you bring all these girls together right um and like you said they definitely got better on the final episode of the season Little Mix was voted as the winner becoming the very first group to ever win the British series and their winners single was the song Cannonball. So come on, come official winner single was, as was standard for the show, a cover. Cannonball was originally released by Damien Rice, but Little Mix's version went straight to number one after being released. Mm -hmm. And honestly, after all those pop and performances of pop, amazing pop vocals and pop songs, uh, this one was a little bit of a letdown. I don't even actually know it well enough. Uh, Congrats on number one, though. They sounded good. The song is poignant, but I felt like they should have gotten something else because overall the song gave me Eh. Eh. Yes, I think <laughs> yeah. eh is the right, um, is definitely the right word for it. I think it's interesting because I guess Simon Cowell just loves these like power emotional ballads for the winner singles. It's just always so boring and faceless, <laughs> like these, these boring singles, but they always get to number one just based on the hype of the show, you know? So, oh, right, um, right. but yeah, these songs really don't set them up for long-term success. You know, there's no personality in them. So oh, let's just move on from this song because now with their contractually obligated record deal with Simon Cowell's Psycho label, it was time for the group to find their own sound. And eight months later, in August of 2012, the group released their proper debut single, Wings. girls with a production team TMS the group wanted their debut single to be strong and impactful showcasing their vocals and harmonies the track was met with critical acclaim and went to number one on the UK singles charts and also made an impact around the world hitting the charts in countries including Australia Canada Japan and the US oh man what a great song I don't think I will ever get sick of this song Um, It is full of personality and spunk and the harmonies are so good. And oh, it was just such a great way to launch them as a group. It really set them up well as these relatable women, you know, for young girls and also older women. Um, The lyrics are really fun and and exude confidence. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I I feel like they are the perfect next coming of girl power. The song really revs you up. 
right? I mean, when I was doing it as an acapella, I'm like, all these sounds are like, what is what's happening? They're in the harmonies are there. I was like, wow, this is great. The percussion really drives this song. It's anthemic as heck and mm-hmm. super inspirational. Um, their harmonies are total earworms for sure. I love the video. It's really cute. And it gave a glimpse of each girl's persona within the group. You have Perry who is like the 80s babe with a kind of boho appeal. Jade, the quirky kind of feisty one with her bows. Leanne was like a hip and trendy. I guess she was kind of put in this like urban box thing, uh, but she was still cute. She she really performed well, even if she had like any kind of discomfort. Um, and Jesse was like the dancer cool girl. Think very much that girl from High School Musical, who was in there busting moves and hitting the body rolls, you know? So it was nice to see them try dancing in this video because it was a lot more involved than anything on X Factor. Mm-hmm. And their debut performance on X Factor was amazing. Like, it, oh yeah. man, they they killed it. Like, it's amazing. Um, and yeah, so with the huge success of Wings, obviously there was a lot of anticipation and pressure on the group to deliver a solid second single because for most talent show winners, you know, you kind of start really strong and then the career just kind of slowly dies, right? So um, the true test (laughs) for an artist with a a hit single is that the next single is also good, right? So Mm -hmm. DNA was the second single. So DNA was co-written by the girls and production team TMS again, and the group released the very intense and dramatic song as the lead single from the debut album of the same name. So what do you think of DNA and the album as well? Uh, Well, you know, when I first saw DNA, the video, I thought, oh, my God, Sin City. And I was a huge fan of the Sin City uh, movies. Um, I don't think they should have made a second one, but that's beside the point. Um, it definitely made me listen to the song for sure. And then once I actually got into the music, I was really genuinely impressed with the subject matter of the song. It was about desire and passion. Does he flutter your heart when he kisses your neck? I was like, um, is that what the wings were supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, wings. They fluttering now. Um, so it was such a switch, but they definitely delivered, and it wasn't like salacious and nasty. Um, and I think each section of the song was performed amazingly by each girl. And I think a lot of the melodies of the chorus was based in Perry's lower register, so it sounded even more powerful and not as like this high pop girl group like we're trying to sing super loud. It was very deep and and sultry. Um, and I have to say, Leanne gave me Mel B in this video, and I was shook. What about you? What did you think about DNA as a whole? Yeah, I mean, DNA is probably still one of my favorite Little Mix songs ever. I, I love how dramatic it is and, and the build of it. Yeah. Um, the operatic moment coming in after Leanne's kind of spoken, kind of middle eight. Oh, yeah. it's perfect. Um, and I have to give a shout out to the acoustic version as well. I almost listened mm-hmm. to that one more than I do the the main one um, mm-hmm. because their blend is is just amazing and, and whoever's doing their vocal arrangements for for these performances I know Camille has done a lot of them but I don't know if she was involved right at the start but um, mm-hmm. yeah just they're definitely one of the best vocal girl groups um, oh, that have come yes. out in a very long time if yeah they're definitely up there with most that even exist totally. in hip-hop history so for the album they did release two more singles, Change Your Life and How You Doing with the iconic Missy Elliott. And yeah. the album did extremely well. Um, they had some amazing producers on there like Steve Mack, Xeniomania, and they also had writing credits from other girl group royalty like Nicola from Girls Aloud, Chazenay from mm-hmm. All Saints, and T-Boz from TLC. So they really 
they had a good team with them and supporting them from the very start. Uh, and yeah, the album did really well, charted all over the world, including number four on the US Billboard 200, which makes them one of the few girl groups that have made it into the top five here in the US, yeah. um, which is criminal. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> talking about the album though, it's uh-huh. brilliant. I think How You Do It and mm-hmm. Madhouse are still also up there with some of my favorite songs of theirs. Um, right. I do think they definitely were kind of figuring out their audience because they were kind of going mm-hmm. for the tweens. There are, are some really cheesy tracks on there. Um, very yeah. Radio Disney, you know? Um, so some of them <laughs> yeah. felt a little juvenile for me right. uh, as a male older fan. I was kind of like, eh, on some of the album tracks. But as a whole, I think it was a great launch for them and really just helped their general brand of being this very kind of young, relatable girl group. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Madhouse was it for me as well. And I have to say, Turn Your Face, that song definitely belonged to Perry and Jade at the end. Mm-hmm. But, 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 that definitely showed them, the, showed people the potential that these ladies have. We can hit notes. We will hit these notes and you will feel each note that we're hitting. So you could see the, the, the beginning of something truly amazing. And they would be, I guess, the leaders of, like you said, this new uh, girl power movement and I must say they definitely were leading the charge in the best way possible and also shout out to Shazanae on um, how you doing um, because we mentioned her in our black woman in pop video so be sure to watch it and if you'd like to see some uh, pop 101 or maybe an album review of all saints definitely definitely let us know in the comment section below after a year of global promotion the group kept the momentum going and released lead single move and their second album Salute in November 2013. Showcasing a slightly cooler, mature sound, the album was again largely co-written by the group with additional singles Little Me and Salute, as well as a cover of Word Up for the Sport Relief Charity, the album performed well with the critics again and charted well all around the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, hello. I remember, uh, was it Move? The song is cool and it's fun. The switch-ups in the production and the dancing scenes were great. I had not heard anything like that in a long time. And at that time, I was already like, I guess, five years into K-pop, maybe a little bit longer into K-pop. And I'm like, American music doesn't switch up enough for me. Oh, my goodness. And here we are with a Western group switching it up. And it was absolutely great. And I have to say in that video with them dancing with the gentleman, I watched that dance performance video many, many times. And I have to say, Jessie became a fave of mine at that time because she can dance, man. Yeah. She was giving it to you and you could see her. She was like, I am not that little, as she called herself, the ugly one anymore. Like she was out there giving you body, yaddy, yaddy and, and, and face and dancing. So kudos to her. And she sounded great in that pre. Oh man. I mean, move is, is actually my favorite little mix track ever. Uh, still is. Um, and salute is actually my favorite album of theirs too. I, I think the whole kind of American R&B sound that they were inspired by and that, that kind of permeates throughout this whole album is perfect and, and is what I really want from them because I think it fits their voices so well. Because I think, like oh, you yeah. said, they all are quite soulful and I think their strongest moments are those harmony moments. And that was, right. I think out of all their albums, they've used that to the best ability in this album. Mm-hmm, so I still listen sure. to a lot 
of these tracks on the regular. Um, and I also want to note, they were also improving a lot just in terms of stage presence and performance ability. Like, yes, oh the gosh. move video yeah. is perfect. Like it is so, so good. Um, yeah. And I remember watching clips from the salute tour. It was just, I mean, God, it was amazing. Like I, I got yeah. to see them, I think it's on the today show. Um, so oh, I went to, I went to go yeah. see them like in the plaza, and even on that tiny makeshift stage, you know, that's like <laughs> a, smaller than my, you know, living room. They killed yeah. it. Like the energy coming from them at seven in the yes. morning, <laughs> you know, it yes. was so good. Did you have any other standouts from the album or any thoughts on the other singles? So as we mentioned, Salute was also released in this song was absolute gold. Salute was amazing. Okay. Oh my God. Ladies all across the world. I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, I was still pretty young at the time. Um, but yeah, I was I was totally into this song and I was like, this is this is awesome. And it's like the harmonies are really pretty. And then all of a sudden they're chanting and they're in your face. And I like the video. They're like they're looking extra gritty and very like, you know, just rebels. I love the energy that they presented. And it was gritty. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the only like response on the album to salute was a different beat that had that percussive kind of sound. So that was fun for me I must say and as I was going through the discography I must admit when I saw the word boy about three times on this album lover boy about the boy boy I was like stop talking about men stop talking about the men not that I, I'm not trying to be like oh I hate men I'm just saying I'm like how many times can we talk about a guy but honey honey yep. all three of those songs are amazing <laughs> yeah the presentation on each one was absolute gold okay um and as as you mentioned little me was released and it was very motivational and poignant um and then word up the cameo remake song was fun so mentioning word up uh i was listening to an interview with jade i think and she was saying that they did not want to release word up like it was they wanted to release nothing feels like you um, but they were told by the charity that it had to be a cover and so they went with word up Ooh. But then the year after that, an artist got to release their own song for this charity. So <gasps> anyway, oh, <how> <laughs> moving oh. on <laughs> um, <laughs> to the next era. So after more whirlwind global promotions and a headlining arena tour in the UK, the group actually canceled their US tour to work on their third album, oh get weird and the members are going through a little bit of an identity crisis i think struggling to find the right sound and progression um but knowing that they needed to release more music soon in order to keep the momentum going and so that their fans didn't forget who they were right um and i think the problem was is while salute was successful the whole r&b sound didn't hit as as well as the first album did in mm -hmm. the uk so they ended up scrapping most of the original album that they had written, um, which included Pretty Girls, which had gone to Britney Spears and Iggy Azalea eventually, which that song was crap. So I'm glad they didn't <laughs> release that. Um, but yeah, they actually started the whole recording process over and mm. scrapped all the songs. And they found their footing when they got the song Black Magic. The track 
was number one in the UK for three weeks and was nominated for two Brit Awards. And I mean, it would definitely deserved it. I this is like true original soundtrack gold. If I wanted to watch a movie that had a montage of a girl getting her stuff together and proving people wrong, this would be the song. Uh-huh. All right. It was just very commercial, uh, very movie, very just. Ugh. I loved it. It's absolute gold. Um, the music video is very much the craft meets she's all that, you know, lies of feathers to fit the board. I'm going to get really hot. I will not be ignored. I was just getting that from that. Um, I love the chanty intro of this song and it's just a fun song. It is pure pop goodness. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that Brit award per- performance was absolutely amazing. The sugar skulls, the green, the taiko drums. I was like, yes, yes. Give me the old cult without giving it to me. Mm-hmm. So I was into it. Yeah, I what love Black Magic. I I think it's such a perfect pop track. Um, mm-hmm. I, I remember being a little disappointed actually that the R and B sound kind of was not working for them commercially, and I was kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm worried it's going to be reductive, right? But it wasn't like this song is perfect. And I think it's fun that like the lyrics can be interpreted innocently or you could think of it with a lot of innuendo. So that kind of makes it fun for (laughs) all ages. Right. Um, So I kind of love that. And yeah, perfect, perfect girl group song for sure. Um, And they kept the momentum going because to launch the album, the group released the Motown inspired Love Me Like You. And off the Get Weird album, they also released Secret Love Song featuring Jason Derulo and Hair featuring Sean Paul. And the Get Weird album was, again, extremely successful and hit the charts all over the world. So what do you think of the Get Weird album? It was definitely a... a, a it was not a hodgepodge. I wouldn't say that, but it definitely had a lot of pop sounds that were trendy at the time or maybe a year prior. Uh I remember listening to it and, and thinking, okay, this is okay. Okay. Uh, this sounds like something else. Um, like OMG sounded like Charlie XE next to me. Um, I didn't hate it. It mm. was just a little derivative for me. Um, and um, there was a, a couple of other little songs I liked. Like there was, I think, Weird People. It sounded like something out of an 80s teen film, which is fun. Um, and Adidas was another cheeky track, but it was like the 50s delivery of the 60s inspired Love Me Like You, which was all inspired by Megan Trainor's influence from the year prior. So like it was a lot of just very retro sounds that we had already heard a year prior because of All About the Bass. Mm. Um, I wasn't as drawn to these album tracks as I was to the Salute album tracks, but I do have to say that Lightning is like a guilty pleasure of mine. I agree. The album was okay for me. Uh, First off, I love Love Me Like You. Uh, I think that's one of their best songs. And I love Hair as well. That is, oh, that is, again, a perfect girl group single. Um, But yeah, you know, I have to say some of the songs were a little annoying for me. Um, mm-hmm. like Grown and OMG, they kind of gave me annoying popular girls in high school, <laughs> that, that kind of vibe, um, very kind of mean girls a little bit, um, yeah, okay. which I don't love because uh, it, it, it turned from being, I think there's a line between being confident, you know, and, and 
Uh, and also just being like, I'm better than all of you, you know? Yeah. I, I don't love some of the tracks on the album because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, right. can I just say, I love Secret Love Song Part 2, but the Jason Derulo <laughs> version is horrific and should never have happened. And I will pretend it's never happened. It should also be noted that during these years, the group's public image was defined by unity. Their friendships were strong and they were the embodiment of female empowerment. Yes, they were. All right. So in October 2016, we move on to the next era. Like the the days were just nonstop, clearly. And they released Shout Out to My Ex, which was the lead single from their fourth album, Glory Days. So shout out to my ex, which alludes to Perry's breakup with One Direction member Zayn Malik, won the Brit Award for British Single of the Year, and it has become the group's best-selling single ever, so far, at least. Wow. And the single also did extremely well around the world and was the group's final single to chart on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, which is criminal. Absolutely. Um, But anyway, I do think it's interesting that this song is their most successful ever because it's not my favorite. Um, Mm -hmm. It is anthemic and I think it's fun. And I think I think the whole Zane drama maybe helped the success of it. You know, I think people were excited that she kind of was digging at him. Um, Yeah. But yeah, you know, I I think the song's okay. Vocally, the girls were definitely getting better and better. I I think the arrangement is great. And again, they all sound amazing. Um, And I also, I do remember, so I saw Little Mix when they opened for Ariana on the Dangerous Mm. Woman tour. And they, I remember them had to fly to London during the tour to perform at the Brit. And then they came right back. Like literally like the night before and then the night (gasps) of. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Absolutely insane. Crazy schedule. Yeah. Um, But what did you think of the track? Uh, I remember hearing the song and and being... And thinking, have I heard this song before? Um, and I, you know me, I'm always like very hell bent on finding out why I'm thinking, like, what is this recollection I have in my mind, right? Um, two years prior, a girl group named uh, Girl, which is styled as GRL, with the X Factor contestant Simone Battle was released. And I was actually following Simone Battle um, up until um, her passing. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing that song, Ugly Heart, uh, by her girl group. And I thought I, I liked that song, but they were grown women, adult women. And they're like, you know, mid early twenties singing in a lower range. Um, so it was a little bit more mature and, but the acoustic guitar and chanty delivery was undeniably sim- similar. Um, it doesn't mean it's copying or whatever. I'm not going to start spilling tea. I just remembered the comparison being drawn. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I did like this song. And I remember when I was working at a restaurant, it was on constant rotation. And I always sang Jesse's, oh yeah, I've deleted all your pics. I love that part. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> the video is fun and carefree and they look great. And their live performances are always a good time. Always a good time. So definitely enjoy that for sure. Definitely. And so the Glory Days album was Little Mix's first album to finally hit number one in the UK, and it continued to establish the group as one of the country's most successful girl groups of all time. And the album's second single, Touch, received two Brit Award nominations and remains one of the group's most recognizable hits. So what do you think of Touch? 
painted still by the way I'm dropping and lifting my chest with Paris Goebel's choreography or Goebel, excuse me. Um, so when I think of this song, I think of that choreography of them on the floor. Just a touch of your love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paris is a great choreographer, but this was not one of my favorite choreographies. And for those who do not know who Paris is, she choreographs a lot of Rihanna's Fenty shows and has some K-pop shows and did um, Yummy Dance, mm-hmm. Justin Bieber's dance videos. Um, it's not my favorite, but the video, honey, for the song, the song itself and the video was super schmexy. Okay, super schmexy. Uh, the song was great. Oh yeah. my God. Again, the whole chanty thing that they have going on, they know how whoever writes for them and whoever arranges their songs and collects all the demos, they know what to do to keep their sound, but make sure it's different each time. What about you? What do you think about this song? Mm-hmm. I love the song. Again, a perfect girl group pop song. Props to MNEK for the production and, and songwriting of it. It is just a masterclass in how to write like a super catchy yeah. pop song, I think. Um, yeah. I agree. I don't <laughs> love the choreography, the music video. But when they perform it, it's toned down and and yeah, yeah, uh, a little better. So I don't go back to this music <laughs> video. Um, but as a song, it's definitely up there for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so yeah. yeah, so the album spawned a lot more hits with the release of No More Sad Songs featuring Machine Gun Kelly and Power featuring Stormzy. So what did you think of the album? Uh, to be honest with you, this this album was it was eh, eh. It was the eh. um, for it to be called glory days. You think of like, oh, my my glory days of when I was in whatever time period. It's a zeitgeist mm-hmm. of something. And I can't say that this album en- encapsulates or encompasses uh, the glory of their vocals completely. The glory of where they were in their careers completely. Mm-hmm. Um, there's songs like Oops could have oh. been on Get yeah, it could have been on Get Weird. <laughs> oh my goodness. I hate that song. I hate that song. Also, can I just say, I hate the Megan Trainer songs as well. Blech. Anyway, you know, continue. That's what I'm saying. But, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, right? Like they had like a bunch of sounds that were cool at the time-ish, cool-ish at the time, right? On this album. And like, Oops could have been on Get Weird. Uh, Private Show was a fun kind of nod to New Jack Swing. And then Freak was like an electro pop version of Queen of the Night by Whitney Houston. Like I remember listening to it and singing, I got the stuff that you want. Like the way they were singing it, I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of Queen of the Night, but just like really like not good version of it. Um, this doesn't mean that they can't sing. It's just me that the song was not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I sang Queen of the Night to the song. It fits. Um, you know me. Uh, but yeah, again, the songs that they chose as singles were purposely chosen because they were good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why couldn't this whole album been as glorious as the singles, such as No More Sad, um, Sad Songs with Machine Gun Kelly? The video, they look delicious. And then with Power. Oh, that is such a great track. Oh my God, this is how you take something that's trendy and reinvent it. Like you have Bang Bang with the whole Jesse, Ari, Nikki formula, but then mixing it with the freaking fabulous line distribution and transitions. That's all gold, mm-hmm. absolute gold. Yeah, I've always thought Power could have actually been mm-hmm. a great K-pop girl group song too. Like it kind of has a weird yeah. structure. There's there's raps in it. There's kind of like yeah. melty moments in it. So uh, yeah, I, that's the first thing I thought whenever when I heard that song. Um, but yeah, sure. the album, <laughs> yeah, it's just a mixed bag. I, I do agree. Mm-hmm. I think the singles are really good. I think F.U. is really great. I believe that was in contention to be a single at one point also. Yes. Um, but yeah, most of the album tracks are just a bit fillery for me. It's very yeah. kind of more of the same. I wanted some more experimentation. Definitely. 
to capitalize on Little Mix's huge audience, Simon Cowell's Latin American boy group, CNCO, released in an English remix of their track, Reggaeton Lento, with Little Mix. The single was so sexy. So, 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 <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> Sorry. And the single was extremely successful and helped CNCO hit the charts for the first time all over the world, which is the power of Little Mix, pun intended. Okay. Yes. They made a shower. Okay. Let's go with this song. Uh, first of all, CNCO, I got introduced because I ran into some girl at Hard Rock Cafe and they were performing there uh, in New York City. Boy, honey, my Spanish is not that good, but I will learn for them. So this collaboration, absolutely brilliant. You have the hot boys, hot girls, bam, yes. song. Yes. What do you, what do you? Genius. Think? It was genius. I think if you look at uh-huh. Simon Cowell, I would list this as one of his like best ideas probably. Right. Um, Cause it's such right. a great way to just expose both groups to new audiences and capitalize on mm-hmm. the rise of Latin music also just, you know, in general yeah. in the pop world. Yeah. The song is perfect. It's so good. Indeed. I still listen to it all Indeed. the time. <laughs> um, but the collaborations didn't stop there. They also did Only You with the Cheat Codes, which is also a great song. So Little Mix did not take a break because <laughs> they kept going <laughs> and released the first single from their fifth album, Woman Like Me, featuring Nicki Minaj. So Woman Like Me was written by Jess Glynn, Ed Sheeran, and Steve Mack and was released in October 2018. And though the track was commercially successful and its music video won British Artist Video of the Year at the Brit Awards, the track was surrounded by a lot of drama. Uh, rumors of tension between the group and the Psycho Music label were everywhere, all over the press. And Simon Cowell also stated that the girls hated the song Woman Like Me. And then the Ah, girls ah. responded by saying that while they would have preferred to have released their song Strip, they felt that after a few lyric tweaks and securing Nicki Minaj's feature, that they were happy with Woman Like Me. Um, And in addition to that little feud, a feud between Mm -hmm. Cardi B and Nicki Minaj also erupted when Cardi B played the instrumental of Woman Like Me and, and kind of proved that she was also sent the song to record the feature on um right and then the girls kind of had to be like oh like the label did it you know we always wanted right. Nicki Minaj like what you know so it was uh <laughs> just a lot of mess messy is, yeah it's very messy which is a shame because the song is so good um mm-hmm. so it was all a bit tainted by the drama and now especially with the more recent drama regarding Nicki and the group yeah. uh this song is a little tainted so I'm gonna go with the Miss Banks version that they've released and performed at the Brits <laughs> mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. So yeah I'm also curious what the original demo sounded like and whether it actually was that different and whether kind of all of them saying the stuff about the lyrics and stuff was just a PR wow. kind of just trying to save the situation a little bit. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. What I did mean, you think of the song? Honestly, I mean, you know, firsthand, if there is a hot act, 
everybody getting the demo. Okay. Everybody getting it at this point. Hey, we want you on. If you can do it, cool. If you can't do it, whatever. If we can snag the bigger name at the time, Nicki Minaj was a bigger name. And also Nicki Minaj has more pop appeal anyway. But yeah, this song was a bold, bold song for me. I was like, oh, it's sultry and still anthemic, but not, it doesn't have that, like that useful, like, yeah, we're chanting like we usually do. This one's just woman like me, what woman like me. And it's repetitive, but not annoying. It's just uh, something that gets into your head very easily. I will say that the guitar strums in the beginning gave me side to side, but just in a different key. Um, and the Nikki verse did not help. Even with all, all that stuff that I said about it, her being a good fit it didn't help that she was also on this and it sounded like side to side that was released um a, a prior right uh the song is perfect for ladies like me though who are very fiery or people like me who are very fiery it's like baby come stoke my fire okay don't put it out add more feel to it and i'll keep you warm i'm here for the the whole thing and they looked great in that video okay oh yeah oh, that oh, video is probably their best video i think for me or at least one of them. Mm -hmm. um, and also yeah. the Brits performance, which I, I know I mentioned already, but oh my gosh, that performance is so good. But yeah, so it was officially announced that the group was leaving Cycle Music just days before the LM5 album release, which confirmed a lot of the rumors that were swirling around at the time. And the album also spawned the single Think About Us featuring Ty Dolla Sign and continue the trend of commercial success in the UK and around the world. And I have to say this album was pretty good um there are certain things i was thinking like oh i could do without this but i liked it a little bit more than glory days right mm -hmm. so national mantham was a funny intro yes. very cheeky very i liked it i enjoyed it for sure uh joan of arc is a song i ended up liking after seeing them perform it live um more than words of camille is an interesting song because it has a lot of syncopated vocal effects and um a, a standout track on this album was definitely like motivate which merengue's it has like a merengue production. I love merengue. Dun, 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 dun. It's fun. And the top line is interesting, but there's this annoying ooh sound in the chorus that took away from it. Um, but for the most part, I feel like they were really trying to have fun with this album. Um, again, I wish they would have experimented a little bit more with different genre. Like you can still have a little bit of like a rock guitar and a pop song. You can have a little bit of a different kind of influence. I would even take in a Trap House song at this point. I'm not a Trap House kind of person kind of over it at this point but at the time it would have been okay and i guess the woman like me kind of had those tinges mm -hmm. um what did you think about the album and the whole cycle as a whole yeah i mean i think the album is actually pretty great um i think it might be my second favorite after salute, salute um, out yeah. of their discography <laughs> it is interesting mm -hmm. though because i obviously they were having artistic differences with the team with right. their team so i'm yeah. curious kind of what the drama was in, in regards to what made the album, what kind of sound they were going mm -hmm. for, who was pushing for what, um, because right. I do think strip while I think it has, it's has great personality to it. I agree oh. that woman like me was the better single choice. Um, yes. but I'm, I'm curious kind of how that conversation went. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also I have to shout out the song wasabi, uh, yeah. the single that never yeah. was, such a fun track super sassy it wasn't a single it wasn't a single they got to i think they I filmed know. their own music video for it like backstage on yeah. tour um but yeah i think yeah. that album was good it's a little more mature and shows a good range there's some good ballads on there um and and yeah vocally again they, they sound great um but it does it is sad that this whole era was kind of cut short by mm -hmm. all the drama that was going on because they basically kind of switched labels right to yeah. rca uk 
not by choice <laughs> um, <laughs> in the, right after the album or just right in the middle of the whole album release. Exactly. So after yeah. Think About Us, they kind of released a random one-off single, Bounce Back, which I love, but yes. it never, it's kind of just out in the ether. Like it like not, <laughs> doesn't really belong to any album, which is kind of a little strange. Um, yeah, and they yeah. also released their Christmas single, One I've Been Missing. After the hugely successful LM5 tour in 2019, member Jesse released a documentary called Jesse Nelson, Odd One Out, about the bullying and body image issues she faced while in the public eye, which led to mental health issues and an eating disorder. But to start off the new era under the new record label RCA UK, the group released the 80s 10th breakup song in March 2020. Yes. So Little Mix didn't let the pandemic stop them because <laughs> Breakup Song got an awesome music video that was like half animated, but like they filmed in their homes, which was cute. And the track was co-written by three of the group's members, Jade, Perry, and Leanne. And um, they also released the track Holiday shortly after while launching their reality talent show, Little Mix, The Search, which started airing on BBC One. So what did you think of Breakup Song and Holiday? Honestly, with the whole trend of retro sounds, a lot of them were either really dark or like moody or just almost like too cool for school, right? Uh, but this song was just really cute. Again, it sounds like something I'd want to hear on a soundtrack, which means I wouldn't mind hearing it over and over and over again. Um, it's really cute. And them being news reporters for LMTV was <laughs> adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they did a lot of work during this whole Quentin Quarantino that we had going on. Um in holiday. Oh, thank God they came up with that because breakup song was cute, but I was like, I need something from them that just give me pop goodness, ladies, because we're in the middle of, again, this Quentin Quarantino and everyone's a little upset. Give us something. And they did. Oh, and that video, they look so good. It was mm-hmm. like this nautical vaporwave explosion. Um, and they, they just, they just sounded good and they looked good. And I was really excited for confetti actually, when I did hear these two songs yeah i i love both songs as well Uh, really just like they kept they have kept the quality up like their singles list is just absolutely amazing (laughs) um yeah and yeah i think i think breakup song is good is good you know it's a good addition to all the 80s inspired kind of things going on at the time and holiday Mm. is yeah holiday is so much fun i remember there was a bit of drama because they performed at Mm. radio one live lounge um and jesse had a nervous breakdown kind of right before it uh, mm-hmm. So I remember that kind of taking over the headlines a little bit, but um, yeah, again, just kind of up there with kind of everything else. And yeah, I was also excited yeah. to hear the next album. In November 2020, the group released their sixth studio album, Confetti, with the lead single, Sweet Melody. sold extremely well in the UK and other countries around the world, such as Australia and España, Spain. (laughs) So what are your thoughts about this album? Yeah, well, first off, Sweet Melody is so good. Uh, The song is super catchy. I was snatched instantly. That do-do-do-do thing is iconic. All right. I don't like to use that word because it's like overused. But honestly, when you hear that part of the song, it's so cold, man. It's cold. Um, And for people who don't know, cold is 
cool it's awesome all that good stuff uh but yeah that part is cold as hell man like it's just all the music falls away and you hear that mm. and k like you said definitely can write a song he he effectively tells stories with in a melody um and i have to say in that video we all know that jade snatched everyone them cheeks is in the sky and we were like whoa hang on yes that's those big uh pigtails too oh yeah Yes. Give us a second to breathe, sis. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, it was <laughs> that's my that's my jam. I was singing it last night actually before recording. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. shortly <laughs> after the release of the confetti album, it was announced that Jesse would take a hiatus from the group for personal reasons. But less than a month later, Jesse announced her departure from the group. So we do have a whole episode dedicated to Jesse's departure and other moments in pop history where members left groups. So definitely check out that episode for a deeper dive into the situation and our thoughts at the time. Uh, but yeah, the remaining members of Little Mix promised that they would continue as a trio. And with all this increased publicity and public and fan support of both Jesse and Little Mix, Sweet Melody hit number one in January 2021, three months after its release, which is awesome. Hmm. Yes, indeed. So, so we actually, in addition to our thoughts on Jesse's departure, we also gave our thoughts on the album in a previous episode. So check that out if you haven't. Um, but my opinion hasn't really changed. So this album is just okay. I think mm-hmm. Sweet Melody is the best thing on there. And yeah. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So I mean, I agree with you. Uh if you want my love is probably the most fire track on this album. It gave me, you know, Y2K goodness. The girls were definitely just having fun with this album. Uh, I don't know if it's because they were working with certain people who work with Ariana Grande and work with other like American artists that this album just felt a little like almost too Americanized. It just felt very just like lackluster for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, being six albums deep nine years under a man's thumb, they probably just wanted to take some more liberties and just say what they wanted to say and do it in a more minimal kind of way. Let their vocals do the talking, which is completely fine because the vocals did do amazingly. Um, But like I said, this album made me say "Eh," a little bit more than once, not because they're not talented, but I just feel like with the song, like with an album title, like confetti, I was expecting a little bit more something that makes me feel like I'm exploding confetti from the inside. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I agree for sure. Um, So yeah. So the final song with Jesse's vocals that was released was the collaboration with Nathan Daw called No Time for Tears, um, which also did quite well. Um, but their first single release as a trio was a remix of the album's title track, Confetti, with the single version featuring Saweetie and an amazing music video that featured the girls as drag kings. This is one of those songs I don't remember if I like disliked or liked when we were doing our album review, but it has become a song that I sing excitedly for sure now. I, mm. I actually anticipate the words and enjoy them. Um, <laughs> the, the the transitions are nice. They sing. They sound really cool again, and I love that they are just uh, exuding confidence. It reminds me of their older songs like wings it reminds you of any of like any other song it's like you know i'm getting myself together grab myself strap grab myself by the bootstraps and just be fine but this one was cool it was if it belonged in the club it had a little tinky tinky sounds it was cool um and i love that the music video has pez j-dog and lenny as their alter egos those boys could get it um <laughs> the little the little skit in the bathroom was fun i love skits like that um very heartbreaker 
you know, Mariah Carey style. Yes. We love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely think this is one of those songs that um, was a great release to have after losing a member, essentially. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I think it was a good choice for the final single on the album. It's not my favorite song. I, I think it's mm-hmm. it's a little minimal. It's, it's just okay for me. Um, yeah. But I will say the acoustic version will be my definitive mm-hmm. version because that <laughs> video is, that version is just fantastic. Yeah, so... Up next, they would release Heartbreak Anthem with Galantis and David Guetta, which was like an EDM track with the girls as winged fatales. Mm-hmm. And then Kiss My Uh-Oh with Anne-Marie, which was an interpolation of Lumidi's Uh-Oh. Uh, and I do so much like I like the song. <laughs> but in May 2021, Little Mix had become the first ever girl group to win the Brit Award for British Group. And they have this iconic speech shouting out all the huge girl groups that came before them. That's freaking awesome. And in the same month, Leanne actually released a documentary called Leanne, Race, Pop, and Power about racial issues in the music industry, which is kind of uh, really impressive. I'm glad that she did it because I did mention that even though like in her X Factor days, they kind of put her in this like whole black girl, UK Rihanna kind of image. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy that she was able to kind of express herself in this kind of way. And um, with the releases of Heartbreak Anthem and Kiss My Uh-Oh, Little Mix became the first girl group ever to have 100 weeks on the top 10 of UK official singles charts, which is an amazing accomplishment and testament to how strong the group's discography truly is. Yes. And in personal news, both Leanne and Perry announced that they were pregnant in the summer of 2021 and since then have had some beautiful, beautiful kids. And while they're on maternity leave to celebrate the group's 10th anniversary, Little Mix announced that they would be releasing a greatest hits album called Between Us, and they released the single Love Sweet Love in September 2021. I love songs like this, the whole I feel good about myself, I don't need a man. I feel I feel like every 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 young girl or even woman in general just feels like I don't need nobody. I like this. Um, but the song is good. That's why I like it. Um, not just because it's a type of song that talks about independence, but um, you know, I've been feeling a way about life in general. And when I listened to this song, I felt galvanized. I felt re-energized. Mm-hmm. I felt I felt like there aren't a lot of pop groups that have this upbeat and feisty kind of delivery. Um, I would typically see, hear things like this in the hip hop song and maybe an R&B song. But as of late, pop songs don't really have that push. I love me. I'm awesome. But also have a great production and bomb harmonies right um the video was very lovely the girls were goddesses being offered tribute and affection from mortal men but they rejected every single one. Oh, oh my goddess we love it uh, what did you think about this track i love this i love this mm-hmm. and, and also i think it harkens back to wings a little bit it's almost like a wings part two 10 years later you know it's about <laughs> self-love and, and the power yeah. vocals and the harmonies and the horns like it's mm-hmm. yeah i think the two match together would be interesting. I'm curious how they're, they're planning on doing their tour because I would uh, love if they kind of did like what Girls Aloud did where they just start with wings and then work their way down their entire discography or something. Like, ah, uh, there's so much potential yeah. for this amazing list of tracks. Um, yes. Anyway, <laughs> as of this recording, we haven't heard the other tracks from Between Us yet. Um, so yeah, we're here, present day. Little Mix <laughs> has a huge tour planned for 2022. 
And Jessie released her solo single, Boys, featuring Nicki Minaj. And to give a quick recap of what's been going on, Jessie has been accused of blackfishing in the imagery and music video for the single. And it's since been revealed that the other girls had spoken to her about this issue in the past. After some leaked DMs and interjection from Nicki Minaj, it's turned into a bit of a feud with the fans and media choosing sides and the group confirming that they no longer speak to Jessie. What do you think of boys and kind of what's been going on with Jesse and the rest of the girls? For sure. So Jesse was definitely one of my faves in the group, as I've mentioned, and it was truly a member that made people feel like if she can do this, I can do it. And that may sound like a pejorative thing, but let's be real here. I've never seen a full figured white woman do be one of pop's biggest stars in a girl group. I mean, I've seen black women do it, Missy, Lizzo, but she was they're breaking records. Okay. Little Mix is one of the biggest girl groups in the UK mm-hmm. and Western music. And she did it's, it's rare. And she did that for a lot of people. She made them feel like I can do that too. She makes people feel good. Um, but I have to say boys was not the greatest song. It was not, um, it was pretty eh for a debut, but that means that there is room for growth going forward though, as a black fan, or even just as a, as a fan in general, I wish she'd be a little bit more attentive at how costumey certain fashion choices are Jojo, Sinead Hartnett, and even Tori Kelly, as I've mentioned, have navigated the space of black music without dressing the part. So she could stand to be a little bit more conscientious. Like, yeah, you can still have that black sound but also understand that you don't have to dress up to deliver that because you're gonna if you're trying to come to the western not western come to the u.s with that you are going to meet obstacle after obstacle after obstacle and potentially get canceled before you even had a chance to actually spread your wings no pun intended Mm -hmm. um but what about you what do you think about the whole situation i just want to say jesse steam has done a horrific job of navigating this whole thing i think from the very beginning the fact that no one on her team thought to even um think about what her video mm-hmm. kind of looks like and kind of this whole image that she has um yeah i think that's crazy especially given that leanne had or and the group had talked to her directly about this prior to yeah. her leaving as well um mm-hmm. and then Nicki minaj coming on instagram live and going on and on about yeah. about online bullying but then going right back and bullying leanne i think is absolutely crazy and did not help the situation. So while I agree, I don't think boys is not, I don't think boys is awful, but I don't think Mm -hmm. it's great. But I think this whole situation has alienated her from her little mix fans and has kind of ruined any chance of a super successful solo career, honestly, Um, which is unfortunate for Jesse because I don't think she's a bad person. I I think, I, I think fans are, I, I appreciate them supporting Leanne and the group, but them going back on Jesse and not, you know, Jesse was yeah. a really important member to the group mm-hmm. uh, and vocally as a performer. And then now kind of going back and deleting her from the album covers and completely dismissing yeah. her entire contribution to the group through the nine years that she was in it. I don't think yeah, that's don't fair. Like that. uh, yeah. I don't think that's fair. So I hope that, yeah eventually after some time that they are able to make up or at least discuss what ha- mm-hmm. what happened um and i mm-hmm. hope for jesse that she's okay obviously we know that she's gone through some mental problems in the past and i'm sure this isn't helping so um right yeah i, I hope with some time that everyone ends up in a good place but this is really mm-hmm. hard to experience as a fan i think yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think there needs to be a little bit more sympathy on each each party's end. Mm-hmm. But um, and until then, what is next for Little Mix? Right. Um, I mean, as they are now, they are solid. 
uh, very much with how FX became a four member group and was able to deliver. Mm. Um, I think that they'll be fine. I hope they're all happy, as you mentioned. And I'm I'm excited for Jesse. You know, this can be a, a stumbling thing, like a, a stumbling block, whatever you want to call it. I mean, Doja in the beginning of her career had a little bit of controversy. And now look at her. She's probably one of the biggest pop stars in music now. So Jesse can overcome this if she just navigates this a little bit more uh gracefully if you will and yeah. the team takes care of her as well um with little mix motherhood is going to snatch them up from mixers ah! that being said though i do want to see a jade solo i perry again she has stephen perry journey soaring vocals leanne i do enjoy her she can sing really well but her voice vocal delivery isn't always my my favorite like i feel like she's more of like a, an emotional kind of r&b pop singer mm. jade is who I want to hear singing solo. I'm not saying the other girls aren't talented, but I've been listening to this girl, fixated on this girl for years. I want to hear her carry a song on her own. That's it. That's yeah. it. She's just a solid girl group member. What about you? What do you hope is next for them? Yeah, I'm I'm excited for new music. I think there's been a lot of rumors going around that there's a split coming or a hiatus coming. Um, I hope they release one more album, maybe next fall as a three just to kind yeah. of do it, you know, like properly as a three, because I think obviously confetti, the whole thing just kind of got tainted by all the drama a little bit. Right. Um, and I'm curious kind of how they're going to navigate the solo careers. I agree. I think Jade maybe has the best chance as a solo artist. I'm not sure mm -hmm. if Perry and Leanne can kind of hold a stage on their own, really. Um, mm -hmm. But I kind of hope they adopt the K-pop formula where they can stay active as a group while pursuing solo careers. I don't think mm -hmm. the two need to happen, you know, completely separately. I think if you time right. it right, I think you can balance the two. So I hope that they do that because um, I hope that they just keep going because this singles list has just been fantastic. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, before we wrap this up, let's each pick our favorite or highlights from their discography. Yes. What's your pick for our listeners? All right, so my pick is definitely going to be Lightning. I remember hearing that and I was like, oh yeah. Lightning took it from me because it was something really funky and weird. And that's what I want to hear from them. Experimental kind of pop fusion. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. But what about yes. you? What do you choose? <laughs> my choice is Boy from the Salute album. Go forget that boy. Forget that boy. You know a bad boy good enough for you. You're holding back tears in your eyes. Bad boy. Wanna fight, but I never see him fighting for you. This song starts off a cappella. And kind of just a very simple beat kind of kicks in eventually. Um, mm -hmm. But the harmony arrangement is absolutely amazing. If you know me at all, harmonies are my number one favorite thing in any group. So this yes. song is is right up my alley. And also the middle eight sounds like Dream, like the one from Dreams, He Loves You Not, which is yes. also a brilliant girl group song. So just that as a reference also is perfect. And again, right up my alley. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so leave us some comments. Hit us up on our social media accounts at CCTV Pop and let us know what you think of Little Mix. 
and who else you'd like us to feature in our 101 series. Please give us a like, subscribe to our channel, and hit that notification bell. And for our listeners, please give us a rating and review on your preferred podcast platform so that we can reach more awesome pop music fans. Don't forget to check out our Little Mix playlists on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. And until next time, that's Shan. That's good. And we are CCTV. Hi. I think my dog, in an act of rebellion, has come downstairs Uh and pooped somewhere. And pooped somewhere?